the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton, pick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Trace Hazlett sitting in for Dr. Calvin Finch. And we'd love to be a part of your gardening questions. By You just call us, 308-8867. We had lots of activity yesterday, so we anticipate lots of calls today. So give us a call and be a part of it, 308-8867, 308-8867. It's a beautiful day out here at Millburgers. Again, it's a clear, uh, again, humidity must be down, but... Uh, and the, the big showstopper is probably the Maramums. I, th- I think so. Yeah, they look great. And uh, these are, if you didn't hear yesterday, we talked a little bit about them. Uh, Millburgers has Maramums, which are traditionally hard to find. Um, got one yesterday, planted it in a little container, and you notice it as soon as you pull in the driveway. So it's, what color did you get? I got the orange. orange. Yeah. The, you got orange? Well, is that orange or gold? So gold is in between orange and yellow? I'm pretty sure you had, I thought you had orange yesterday. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. That's what I had then. Uh, but, yeah, you pull into the driveway, and it's the first thing that, that says, Hey, welcome home. <laughs> That's nice. It's a nice plant. There you go. Very cordial. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so we've got them here. They're on sale, three ninety eight in the six-inch uh, six pot. And uh, it's a good deal. And uh, talk a little bit about marimums for a sec, if you will. Well, it's, a, it's actually a marigold that has a much, much larger bloom than your traditional ones. And, you know, everybody plants marigolds for spring and summer. Uh, but they don't really work so good in the heat. Yeah. So uh, when you plant these larger blooming varieties for fall, the blooms tend to get bigger than normal and certainly more showy, and it's great fall color. And, uh, you know, that, that lasts you for Halloween all the way through Thanksgiving if we don't freeze. Yeah, big pom-pom, um, like flowers on it. Yeah, a marigold is kind of associated with with uh, Halloween like pumpkins are. Right, and it is a traditional plant for, I always say it wrong, Dia de los Muertes. Thank you. I hope. Um, Where did that boy go? So, you know, we've, we've Americanized uh, mums as being the the plant for, for that, but technically uh, marigold is that plant when you travel south. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, a, lot, and a lot cheaper than a... Than a, than a, right, um, but on that note, mums are great perennials, and right, marigolds perennial. you have to replace every year. So that's right. Uh, to me, a mum gets better with age if it's treated right, trimmed at the right times. That's true. It uh, it can 
outperform for the money without a doubt. All right, and I, I think he's, I've been critiqued. It's Dia, Dia, de, Dia de los Muertos. I think I said Muertes. So I understood. Thank you. All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. And toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. Two things that are happening at the nursery uh, that aren't uh, your kind of normal nursery things that are kind of interesting. We've uh, got the Boy Scouts here. What are they doing? Uh, They are raising money. They're selling different versions of popcorn. Oh, okay. Some popped, some unpopped. Uh, different flavors. I heard him mention jalapeno cheddar. I think. Ooh. I saw a cheddar, and I think I think there's one with, huh. with that in there too. So you want I might to buy just have to try that. No, nah, I'm okay. You said you're Thank hungry. you. I'll, I'll make it. I'm I'm do okay. Okay. I just you said pop, You mentioned popcorn. Oh yeah. Well, no, normally the nursery has popcorn, well, we but maybe. The, oh okay. We have some in there. Regular popcorn. Okay, I'll go run and get some of that in a minute. Um, I'll buy you some popcorn. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, and we have corn. Speaking of corn, it's a kind of corn-themed day, right? We've got the uh, yeah, we've got the uh, the ears of corn. We do. Uh, uh, we've got a young man out there roasting corn. I believe it's uh, three dollars. You said it was three dollars a ear. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it was good. I had one yesterday, and uh, it doesn't get much better than roasted corn. No, it's good stuff. I'll buy you roasted corn. Though. <laughs> That's okay, Jerry. You don't have to. Thank you, though. All right. You can buy, I hate to see you hungry. I'm okay. You can I buy should, me I, one later. I, I can be a little uh, hungry. I'll buy you one. Later. Okay. Well, I'll you're buy bu- y'all both one. If you're buying him one. No, just kidding. Are they tearing down? Oh, no, they're putting up a tent. I got you. I see. All right. 308-8867 is our number. 308-8867. And toll free. It's 866-308-8867. And you have the plant of the weekend. I do. Uh, it's a Lobelia cardinalis. Uh, might know it as cardinal plant. It's a beautiful red flower. And on a tall uh, square or flat Flat stem, I guess Jerry was describing it yesterday. Very pretty foliage. Uh, what we've seen on the Internet is uh, one to six feet. So I'm thinking somewhere in between here. And it's said it's very shade-forgiving. Uh, so it could be, you know, there's very few things that actually bloom bright colors in the shade. So, you know, fire spike, you can get the red. This, you can get red. Most things are blues and purples. So, example, plumbago, Mexican petunias, uh, agapanthus. So it's really nice to be able to have something bright for a shaded area, and this fits that fits that bill. Uh, the um, perennial here, uh, also done as a wallflower. When David Rodriguez was here yesterday, he did his presentation, and he came over and visited us afterwards. And he marked he remarked that he could remember seeing them in the shade and seeing the hum, seeing them bloom really well, and seeing the hummingbirds all over them D- down on the Riverwalk. And yeah. He says if they you know if they put that effort into it, they know it's going to perform well here. So mm, that's, that's always a good, good sign. Good deal. All right, three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven and toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Got eleven or twelve of them left, right? Yeah. Yep. And they are only six ninety nine, and you can give us a holler, and we can save one for you. There you go. And you give them a holler by calling four nine seven three seven six zero, four nine seven three seven six zero. If you want one of these beautiful plants for yourself, but you can't make it here today, and I'm gonna say that your best bet is to actually call in because uh, 
We do have, uh, throughout the show, we'll have people, I think we sold about half of them yesterday, maybe a quarter. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so if you know you can't make it today, call in at 497-3760 and uh, tell them uh, you want the uh, plant of the weekend, the cardinal. Cardinal plant. Cardinal Lo- plant. Lobelia cardinalis. Or we'll just say, hey, that one that Trace was talking about today. And uh, they'll know. So 497-3760. And uh, Mary's not back yet, or, or maybe she is, but if we see her, we'll ask her, because we've had a change, too, in the uh, children's gardening class. Uh, we'll tell you more about that. We're unable to do the bonsai, but uh, we're going to do one on terrarium building on the, on September 30th, which is going to be really good. And uh, to show you how popular that one is, I mean, then you guys seat a lot of people down there in the amphitheater, and we had nine seats left yesterday. Yep, and it was uh, yesterday was great for the adult seminar. Yeah, but the the kids class. Yeah, we definitely can fill up quickly. I think she said nine spaces left mm-hmm. uh, for towards the end of the month, last Saturday of the month. All right, so that number two, you got to make a reservation for that. There is no charge, but you got to reserve your spot because each kid is going to get involved and make something, make a little terrarium. And I remember them from last year. They were really they were really cute. They were neat. Yeah, they were. So four nine seven three seven six zero. All right, what you got there in your hands? Uh, 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 yesterday we were talking about uh, the the hurricane and uh, talking about how it was going to affect uh, horticulture crops in in Florida. And I was watching the news last night, and sure enough, they did mention. Oh, did they? How many? How how. Millions of dollars worth of uh, horticulture crops are going to be lost, uh, depending on where that hurricane goes. And uh, they mentioned they mentioned uh, the uh, citrus that we were talking about yesterday, the oranges that they Florida's so famous for. And uh, and they then they they mentioned tomatoes. And strawberries. I forgot strawberries. Oh, there's yeah, you. a lot there's, of strawberries. There's one more that you haven't even thought of that's going to affect a, a lot of people, too, is houseplants. Almost all the houseplants from oh, the United that's States, true. That's true. You know, they come in uh, as cuttings from Central South America. They that's, get rooted in Florida and shipped across the entire United States. So uh, I would expect the houseplant population to be uh, much, much smaller. And more expensive, and probably. more expensive too. But uh, uh, the reason we were talking about tomatoes yesterday, uh, if you want to, we've still got some tomatoes out here, uh, and 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 four inch, four and a half inch containers. They're large, large plants, but they're in the smaller containers, and uh, and they're of those fast maturing varieties that we talked about last year that did so well last year and uh the uh, uh, uh ruby ruby crush is a new one to, to try this year and then uh roma surprise and we still got some of those left and uh lavaca still Lava- out there. lavaca still left so even though it's late even though it's really late for tomatoes but uh, and even though you may have to give them some cold protection, but uh, uh, for for around Christmas time, or maybe maybe usually we say that you if you have a 
a lot of times we'll have a cold snap, uh, cold front come through in uh, around Thanksgiving. And if you can protect your tomatoes then, uh, then, uh, then uh, you'll you'll have some all the way to Christmas. And a lot of times we won't have another hard cold, hard frost uh, until around Christmas, the week or full week of Christmas. So, uh, and then I got to thinking. I said, well. You know, we say it's late to plant tomatoes and things, but then I got to looking looking at our fall direct seeding guide uh, for the for the area, and uh, in Region Three where we are, of course, if you further down uh, south, uh, you even got more time, but uh, you still got time to direct seed uh, bush beans, so snap bush beans. And uh, also lima bush beans uh, uh, to pl- plant those in the in the fall vegetable garden from seed. Now, as long as you're using transplants, you can use tomatoes and and uh, and even if you use seed of uh, of broccoli and cauliflower and cabbage and things like that, uh, you still got time to do it directly from seed. Now. The reason we don't talk a lot about direct uh, doing plants uh, directly from seeds, especially broccoli. I saw a fellow this a while ago come through with uh, bunches of broccoli transplant. Uh, is that uh, we've we've done variety testing of of these broccolis and cauliflowers and things that we have transplants grown of, and they're hybrids. They're fast maturing hybrids. Uh, and that produce a quality produce, uh, and and the seed is very expensive. Uh, so you don't you don't find the the, the uh, seed on the seed rack of these of many of these hybrid varieties, especially that we recommend for this area. Uh, like the broccoli is a green magic is. A, is the broccoli that we use that we use and discovered and does well in spring and fall, and uh, that people really enjoy the taste of. Uh, I've not, we've not had any broccoli that uh, people enjoyed the flavor of or taste of more than they have uh, green. Well, that's interesting. So, uh, and they've actually said it tastes better. Well, I I think the the fresh broccoli out of cut out of the garden always tastes better, and we've got a good supply of a, of a nice looking transplants now, and uh, and as well as uh, cabbage and and snow crown, uh, cauliflower and things like that. Uh, but if if you wanted to try some of the non-hybrid types from seed. Realizing that they're going to take a lot longer to to uh, harvest, you've still got time to do that in your in your vegetable garden. So if you're worried about uh, what what if the produce prices may go up, and you still want to plant plant a vegetable garden, you still got time to plant the the bush snap beans, and then of course all the cool cold weather crops like beets and broccoli and Brussels sprouts and cabbage and carrots and cauliflower and all those things 
you still got to plant down the Swiss chard, plant that from seed. Uh, one thing that's right on the margin to trying that's always a lot of fun if you got a, a large, a little bit larger garden, and that's uh, sweet corn. Hmm. Uh, a lot of people don't think about growing sweet corn in the fall, but now if you if you want to give it a try, and you have to have two or three rows side by side, or either plant the corn in a circle, and uh, you might give sweet corn a try. Now the problem with sweet corn is that uh, the corn earworm uh, that usually gets in the uh, on the ear of corn. Uh, that's also the, I think that's the tobacco fruit, tomato fruit worm, and also the tobacco uh, worm. It's known by several names, but a lot of times it it'll eat the eat the star eat the center out of the stalk when it comes out of the ground. Yeah. So uh, people don't. Uh, People have trouble with, uh, and, and it's all, by the time you see that you've got the damage, uh, the corn is irreversibly damaged. But uh, it, it's fun to try. And uh, you plant it now, and you'll have Thanksgiving sweet corn. But uh, you need to get that in uh, pretty soon. And it all, when it when it ripens, always depends on the what we call heat units. In other words, how hot it's going to be between now and Thanksgiving. But uh, they say it's warming up, so uh, the corn will come up immediately. Hmm. Uh, and so uh, uh, you shouldn't you shouldn't make it by Thanksgiving if you do it right away. Kohlrabi, leaf lettuce, and uh, Trey said that uh, y- y'all got some leaf lettuce for sale? It's coming. Oh, coming. So there, there'll be some, a fair amount of leaf lettuce coming in and uh, a couple flats of spinach. There wasn't much available. Oh, good. All right. And uh, collards. Well, they got that fast. Is that spinach in peapots? Yes. Two inch? Yeah. So a um, few additions this week. So uh, we will have a, a broader broader range of cold weather vegetables to plant. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. Trace Hazlett, Dr. Jerry Parsons, I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. It's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. Thanks to everybody that came out and saw David Rodriguez in his EarthKind seminar today on fall vegetable gardening. If you didn't make it out, there's all kinds of things happening at Millburgers, and I want to tell you the place to go is millburgernursery.com. There you'll find a calendar of all the events, whether it's something that's happening maybe for Halloween, maybe it's a blood drive that's coming up, or maybe it's a children's gardening class. Millburgernursery.com will tell you all about it. com is the place to go to to find out what's on sale. For instance, you'd see the garden mums are on sale right now in the six inch pot for just $3.99. And marimums are on sale. These large flowered marigolds bloom three times longer than chrysanthemums that are easy to grow. And now in the six inch pot, just $3.98. You'll save on Meyer lemon and Mexican lime, Mexican heather and blue plumbago this week at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. 
Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt, and there is nothing worse than being a Steeler fan and owing the IRS money. My dear friends in San Antonio, you do not have to face this problem alone. Tony Ramos is the San Antonio tax debt relief attorney. If the IRS is getting ready to take money out of your paycheck, call Tony Ramos. If your bank account is frozen, call Tony Ramos. Don't wait for the IRS to call you. Call San Antonio Tax Debt Relief Attorney Tony Ramos, 210-558-2834, TonyRamosLaw.com. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. President Trump has ended DACA and given Congress six months to take action on the issue of illegal immigration. As Congress works to write and pass a bill, they must recognize the moral necessity of building a border wall, a border barrier, a border fence. In July alone, there were 18,000 arrests at the border. Imagine how many were not arrested, how many made it pass. I'm not certain how many people were swept away by Hurricane Harvey while trying to come into the country illegally, but it had to be a significant number drawn here by the promise of easy access across that border. If we do not secure the barrier, we will continue to attract people to make that arduous and sometimes deadly trip. A trip that ends for far too many in a Walmart parking lot dead in the back of a truck from asphyxiation or swept away in a flood. We have a moral imperative to remove that incentive. The policy that German Chancellor Angela Merkel announced a couple of years ago was essentially, if you can survive the journey to Europe, you can stay here. What kind of policy is that? America can and must do better. We must be better than that. It is time to build that barrier. I'm Hugh Hewitt. Jay Sekulow is on board with changing the Senate rules. So some people were calling these, you know, previously when it came to the judge, they were calling it the nuclear option or this. It's the constitutional option. I mean, it's what the Constitution requires. So what the president was really proposing, a return to the 50-vote threshold of 50 plus 1, is not rather, it's rather unremarkable. I mean, that's it's what the Constitution requires. The Jay Sekulow Show, weeknights at 7, right after Larry Elder at 5 on 930 a.m., the answer. Breaking news. Federal Reserve Chair Janet Yellen says the Fed expects to keep raising interest rates for the foreseeable future. Stimulating talk. Donald Trump says that the West is superior. What's happening in the West? Are people starting to think maybe values are the issue? The answer. Take 930 AM The Answer with you everywhere you go with the 930 AM The Answer app. Simply go to the app store on your mobile device. Type in 930 AM The Answer. Download the app and you'll always be in touch. Breaking news. Stimulating talk. 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Trace Hazlett, talking gardening with you at 308-8867-308-8867. Give us a call and be a part of the show. And, uh, so I didn't we'll, mention summer squash. Okay. To, to plant, still got time to plant summer squash. Uh, it's a little late for winter squash because it takes uh, so much longer for it to mature. But I don't know if you if you got seed or, and you like winters, certain of the winter squashes, go ahead and give them a try. Uh, but one one thing I didn't mention we we don't talk about very much. Uh, if you've got some sprouting potatoes, 
Hmm. Irish potatoes. Uh, try put, putting some of those in the ground. Uh, sometimes in the fall, you can have some new potatoes by Thanksgiving and uh, new plants. But uh, you need you need sprouting potatoes. You won't be able to find seed potatoes at this time of the year. So you you look in the supermarket or in your cupboard or something and, and um, get the B-sized tomatoes, the ones about the size of a golf ball, and you don't even have to cut them. But uh, you, need, you need to be able to see an eye on them, you know, a little sprout where they, where they begin to sprout, and uh, see some activity in that before you, before you plant those for the fall. And then if you need more information on planting of any vegetable, uh, go on to uh, plantanswers.com and on in the vegetable uh, category, on the vegetable category, click on potatoes, for instance, because you, you plant those a little bit. Uh, you make a you make a trench and plant those in the bottom of the trench, and then as they come up, you uh, uh, bring the soil over, or either grow them in uh, or organic materials such as uh, compost or something like that. But uh, that gives you the information on how to grow potatoes in the spring, which is the same as growing, growing them in the, in the fall. So those are some things. You've still got plenty of time to, the bottom line is you still got plenty of time to uh, grow some fall vegetables. And, and like I said, with the, the hurricane problem in Florida losing a lot of its production, even from the rain, uh, the, the this is this is going to be a good good uh, fall to have tomatoes, and like I said, it's 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 getting late. Uh, it's getting late in the time to plant them, but these varieties that we still have available out here are fast maturing, uh, medium size medium sized fruit uh, tomatoes that. Uh, that should uh, harvest uh, should mature. If you plant them now uh, and, and give them uh, plenty of fertilizer, copious amount. I usually even copious amounts of osmond. Mm-hmm. I've heard you suggest that at this time of the year uh, on on tomatoes, and uh, especially if you're growing them in containers, and uh, they should should uh, have have you some ripe fruit uh, shortly after the Thanksgiving. Between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Hey, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Give us a call with your gardening questions, and let's see if we can't help you at 308-8867. We mentioned David's... um, a presentation yesterday. If you want to know what's going on here at the nursery, uh, when the Halloween uh, extravaganza will start, we hopefully in a couple of weeks, but go to MillbergerNursery.com, or maybe you want to know when the next blood drive is, or when David's going to speak again, or you want to know more about the terrarium uh, class for uh, children, go to MillbergerNursery.com, MillbergerNursery.com. Uh, some of the things you'll find on there are the items that are for sale. And uh, one of the ones we talked about yesterday was the Meyer lemon, uh, Meyer's Lemon and Mexican Lime. What a great sale that is. How are you holding out on those? I was doing 
doing good on them. And, okay. And on top of that, I believe tomorrow we're supposed to be getting in the whiskey, half whiskey. Bar. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So uh, why is that important as far as it relates to these two? Well, lemons and limes aren't the most cold tolerant uh, of the citrus. And if you want to be successful, it really needs to be portable. So half whiskey barrel is about the right size and um, so that you can keep it functioning. And you can still move it in because it's not super heavy. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can be quite successful as containers. I think somebody wrote a wonderful article and uh, put that on plantanswers.com about patio citrus. Oh, Who yeah. did that? I, I, don't, I don't remember his name. I don't, <laughs> but it, I don't a, even remember. It's been so mm-hmm. long ago. It's a great article. <laughs> and uh, if you follow all those guidelines, including growing them in as a container, then you can be very, very successful in uh, lemon and lime production. Yeah, nice thing about those whiskey barrels, if you, especially if you've got a sunny uh, patio, sunny patio location. They receive sun uh, six or eight hours a day. Uh, and those whiskey barrels, those whiskey barrel things, you can, you can. Uh, That's a good question. No, All right, we got a question being asked <laughs> off the air. Do right, you need to um, for, for pollination? Yeah, that's one of the nice things about citrus. They're pretty easy. We don't need to. For, for, yeah. But uh, where was I? <laughs> I'm easily distracted. Yeah, it's a. but I, I'll give the phone number while he's finishing okay. that up. 308 8867 Eighty-eight. Thank you. Three zero eight. Eighty-eight. Sixty-seven. So, Travis, what was his question? Uh, he asked if uh, on a lemon tree if it needed a buddy, and uh, I was telling him no. It, he can he can be the bee if if there's no bees out when it's blooming. He can get a Q-tip or an unused makeup brush, and go from bloom to bloom and and do the pollination himself. On uh, on citrus. Yeah. Yeah. That's that problem. Uh, but the. Uh, well, I know where I remember what I was talking about. On the whiskey barrels, if you got a sunny patio, and uh, a lot of people say, "Well, I'm, I, I can't lift a whiskey barrel uh, with with a tree in it or, or a small tree in it." Uh, all you need to do is have a sunny patio. Uh, sunny patio is before you before you buy your potting mix and put it in the whiskey barrel put some heavy duty coasters attach them screw them in the bottom of the uh, uh, to the bottom of the whiskey barrel it's wood so it's it's easy to apply much more easy to apply and in, in January we get in whiskey barrel dollies too oh really? oh, that's right it's, it's a, a cross a with the big wheels and I have in the past been known to improvise. So, Uh-oh. like when a lawnmower dies, instead of throwing it away, there you go. Take the motor off of it, and you put a flat piece of something on there, and there you go. It becomes a uh, portable uh, whiskey barrel mover. Very You're smart. Right. You actually don't need to put in a board, I don't think, because the the whiskey barrel so it's almost about covered. It's the almost motor, the right size where the motor used to be. We got James on the line at 308-8867. 308-8867. Hi, James. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Oh, hot and dusty. How y'all doing? <laughs> Good. Where are you all hot and dusty? What Over part of the world the are you in? Dusty station. <laughs> okay. Well, how can we help you, hot and dusty? Um. 
Most of them hillbillies plant an okra called uh, Clemson Spineless. Clemson Spineless, right, yeah. But there's some hillbillies out there that like to pickle this okra, and there's a variety grown just for pickling because it hadn't got that big uh, end on it like the Clemson Spineless. Do you know which one that is? No, uh, like you say, one of the most common ones grown in Seoul is Clemson Spinelis. The one, yeah, the one, the one sure. we uh, the one, the one that's smooth rather than yeah, having that's the one. spine on there. It's Louisiana, Louisiana green velvet. Green velvet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, it's one of them smooth ones because those picklers uh, can get them in the jar easier than them uh, them uh, okay. out. Okay. So, you say that again so I can remember. Louisiana, you know, like the state, Louisiana, uh, green velvet. Okay. All right, because uh, i got to grow a row that, for some pickles next that, year. Yeah. Uh, if you can get some... Uh, some of that uh, a good one to get is uh, our uh, Oscar. Oscar Oscar okra. If you can get some seed of that. What? The who? <laughs> it's called it's Oscar. Called, it's called Oscar okra, and we've been giving it away. Uh, uh, or do we sell it or give it away? Uh, for some reason, I think it's like. Two dollars a pack. Yeah, I think, like a but I think it's a fundraiser to uh, Bear County Master. Yeah, Garden. that's right. Was, it, the variety name is Has to Grow. What'd you say? No. Oscar. No, Oscar. 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 Uh, it's a name named after the guy that that uh, saved the seed for us years ago. Well, and it's it it's, it's 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 a dwarf plant, uh, sort of a dwarf plant. I mean, it's half the size of a. Of uh, twelve foot okra, but uh, it's it's a Louisiana grain velvet type. In other words, it's a smooth smooth type. Well, that's what them picklers want. They they want to right. Yeah. Uh, I got a contract grow a couple of rows for some guys next year, and I I, I know that they didn't want the the Clemson, but I wasn't real sure what variety was the ones they wanted because they don't know either. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. that's it, Louisiana Green Velvet. Thanks, James. Okay. Thanks a lot. Right. Yeah. Good uh, luck to you. You betcha. Bye-bye. All right, that'll free up a line at 308-8867, 308-8867, toll-free, 866-308-8867. Uh, I don't know where I could get the Oscar okra. I, I might have it. I'd have to go in there. And, uh, I'll, I'll go in the next I th- break. I look. think we've okay. got some packets at the house but of course we don't promote it at this time of the year we're getting ready to uh start talking about the uh uh the uh reseeding lettuce yep. and uh so uh the lettuce rather than the okra because of course it's way too late to plant okra for the for this year but uh Speaking of planning for this year, uh, or planning for next year, basically, uh, this is a time to plant uh, wildflowers. And uh, John Thomas up at Wild Seed Farms, today, today's the last day, I guess, for his uh, fall planning uh, presentation. It's, it's, so if you're up in that area, up, up around Wild Seed Farms area, 
uh, his his uh, seminar, informative seminar and demonstration from two to four p.m. today, and, and at the Market Center, seven miles east of Fredericksburg, on Highway 290, and and if you mention the uh, the newsletter that they send out, you receive a free package of seed. All right. But uh, now is the time to plant uh, wildflowers. Wild oh, is it now, now the time? Yeah. Okay. Well, you talk about, I know fall, but yeah. nor- normally in October you're really hitting it hard. Yeah, so, yeah. So but from now on through October. Okay, good. And you've got some, if they can't make it out to China. I, I do have some of their blue bonnets and okay. mixes. wildflower seed mix in the small packages. Good. And uh, the, for a first-timer. A first-timer, uh, we, we recommend the, the seed seed uh, seed mixes because every 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 single flower in the mixes will not necessarily perform well in your planting location and situation, but uh, they they contain enough different types that uh, that uh, that you'll get something that will perform well. Uh, in your area, uh, uh, Trace was talking about his larkspur, uh, and b- most of these most of these mixes have have uh, larkspur in them, and that, that usually performs pretty well in most it's, people. It's most probably places. the most vigorous I've ever ever had on a wildflower. Yeah, it's hmm. it's tough and, and and attractive, and receive themselves very well. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. The seed does. It receives itself. Oh, good. And uh, one of my favorite is Cosmos, uh, but that that does well, and that's one of the only wildflowers that that do well in the in the summer. Um, the, these are planted now, and will germinate and and go through the winter, yet uh, will uh, and and produce the beauty that we expect for next next. Uh, Next spring, next uh, March and April, assuming the right weather conditions are, are correct. Another thing I, I want to mention on, on planting wildflowers uh, that I figured out after I was reading reading John's and I article, which is on plantanswers.com, by the way, under you open the flower section. And uh, under go to the bottom of the list of the of the flower section under topics, and uh, you'll you'll find the information that, uh, on wildflowers under under the listing of wildflowers. But the one the one thing I we wrote in that article was talking about, and and Neil Spear is talking about overseeding, of course, overseeding lawn. If you've got a Bermuda grass lawn uh, and want to, uh, uh, if you want to overseed with wildflowers, do it in a Bermuda grass lawn or what used to be a Bermuda grass lawn. And why is that? Because wildflowers need full sun and Bermuda needs full sun. So uh, if Bermuda did well there or if your Bermuda is doing well, uh, your wildflowers overseeding with uh, wildflowers will probably do well with your Bermuda too. 
and you'll read along. 308-8867 is the number to call to be a part of the show, 308-8867. We mentioned earlier that children's gardening class uh, on Bonsai had been postponed. But, uh, Bonsai! Uh, we've got a great one. In fact, uh, people have really responded well to it. Uh, it's going to be on terrariums, and it's a kids' gardening class on September 30th. And uh, Mary, who is up here on the porch with us, will be going ahead and uh, and she'll be the leader of the class and your instructor and uh, two things mary how many slots are left yeah, maybe i have four or five left okay so it's filling up quick and and we're just looking forward to it it's a wonderful class we have so much fun It'll be from 10 to 11 10 to 11 on Saturday September the 30th and we supply everything and just need the imaginations of the kids to set up their little mini world. And so each child will get to uh, not only learn about what terrariums are and how they work and why they work, but they'll create their own. Yep. We're going to learn about how plants transpire, how it it creates the humidity, recycles on the glass, not as rain, but as droplets, and replenishes the water for the plants. So just a closed environment, not as dynamic as the world's, but yeah. and we'll have all the instructions, just how they need to take care of that terrarium as time goes on, and we'll talk about trimming the little plants. And get to take it home. And yeah, that's the cool part. Home. It's so much fun. We always have a great time, and the last, last time, last year was so creative. The kids did so many wonderful designs in their uh, terrariums. Yeah, just wonderful. So it is a lot of fun, but we've only got five slots left right now. So call 497-3760, 497-3760. And, Mary, what else can you think to talk about for the class? Or do we cover it? Oh, just come with a smile. There you go. And leave with a terrarium. Except for fun. And, and a smile. Yeah. <laughs> we got everything. Yeah, so I, I'm, you know, do, do parents ever ask, so, hey, why don't you do this for kid, for adults? Well, they can come with uh, and watch the kids and then yeah, figure it out for well, the adults. I hope they're watching the kids. <laughs> I, think, I think the parents come because they want to learn. I think uh, they do, too, yeah. yeah. So and we need to have A lot a, of times they come up to me later, you're like, wow, I didn't know that, and that's great. See? And they learn a lot with the kids. We need to have an adult terrarium class. <laughs> he wants an adult. That's, yeah, that's, a, that's what the buy. Right, so if you want, if you want an adult terrarium class, call Millburgers at four nine seven three seven six zero, or call that number if you want one of the last slots that are available for this. Uh, this is events on the thirtieth, and it seems like a long way. I'm hoping to see you there too, Milton. Yeah, eleven. Well, I'm okay. ten, to, ten to eleven. Okay. I can do that. I'll save you a glass. Oh, thank you. 497-3760. We'll take a break and come back in a moment. Thanks, Mary. Our phone number, 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, coming up. Wade, don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton.
Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Verde Road. Thanks to everybody that came out and saw David Rodriguez in his Earthkind seminar today on fall vegetable gardening. If you didn't make it out, there's all kinds of things happening at Millburgers, and I want to tell you the place to go is millburgernursery.com. There you'll find a calendar of all the events, whether it's something that's happening maybe for Halloween, maybe it's a blood drive that's coming up, or maybe it's a children's gardening class. Millburgernursery.com will tell you all about it. Millburgernursery.com is the place to go to to find out what's on sale. For instance, you'd see that garden mums are on sale right now in the six-inch pot for just $3.99, and marimums are on sale. These large flowered marigolds bloom three times longer than chrysanthemums and are easy to grow, and now in the six-inch pot, just $3.98. You'll save on Meyer lemon and Mexican lime, Mexican heather and blue plumbago this week at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard Road. Have you seen a family divided over property after losing a loved one? Have you known someone who spent months or years fighting in court to receive the property that was left to them? Unfortunately, I often see families fighting in probate court. Wouldn't you like to avoid this situation? I'm Charlie Weisinger, board-certified estate planning attorney with Weisinger Law Firm. At Weisinger Law Firm, we can help you put a plan in place that avoids probate so your loved ones never have to set foot in a cold courtroom. Many times that plan includes a living trust. Let my team help you achieve peace through planning to ensure your family won't be stuck fighting it out in court. Just call 210-308-0800 and we'll help you get a plan in place. We're located just north of San Antonio in Selma, Texas. So call me, Charlie Weisinger, at 210-308-0800. That's 210-308-0800 or weisingerlawfirm.com. Weisinger Law Firm, peace through If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation, and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, You're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomLineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottom Line Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line You've heard about the amazing benefits of fish oil for heart health, memory, learning, and mood. However, it's important to know that not all fish oils are alike. A poor quality fish oil may contain contaminants and be rancid, leading to unpleasant aftertaste and burping. There's a brand you can rely on, just as medical doctors have for years. Nordic Natural Pure, award-winning and patent fruit-flavored omega-3 fish oil. All Nordic Natural fish oils meet strict European medical standards and are independently tested, documenting exceptional purity and freshness levels. You'll feel and taste Nordic Natural's difference. Nordic Natural Omega-3 fish oils come in a variety of natural fruit flavors, both in liquid and capsule form. Children enjoy the chewable strawberry capsules and will ask for more. And you can get these at Rhonda's Nature's Way, two locations. 624 Southwest Military and 8059 Callahan at the corner of I-10 West and Callahan. 
Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number is 308-8867, and Wade is on the line. Thanks for waiting, Wade. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Very good, sir. Uh, one question about hibiscus, and uh, I have the variety of Estelle, the double bloom, the peach color, and uh, one of them is uh, rounded and short, and the other one is tall and slim. Does that mean there is a hibiscus and a lobiscus? That, no. uh, that was good, bubble. though. I like that. <laughs> That's the plant of the weekend. Next weekend is lobiscus. Uh. <laughs> and hot buttered biscuits. You, where we have the hot buttered biscuits? That's going to be good. <laughs> I, I've, I've never trimmed on either one of these things. Naturally, one has grown up slender and tall, and one is round and like a basketball. Uh. It's just like people. Some of us grow taller. Some of us grow fatter. Uh, okay. But yeah, we're all still people. Yeah. Okay. You get well, why do you look at us? I was looking at myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> One more question. How many varieties of hyacinth are there out there? Hyacinth? H-Y-S-S-O-P. Hyacinth. Oh, hyacinth. Quite a, quite a few. I mean, when we bring in the bulbs, uh, we bring in just basically four colors. But I'm sure there's... Hundreds and hundreds of colors. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, that's right. That was it. Okay, you've answered my questions, but thank you. Thanks. Thank you for calling. Yeah, thanks, Wade. All right, 308-8867, 308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. So I checked out our Oscar Oh, yeah, yeah. Oscar Okra. I mm-hmm. said it twice. Um Availability, and we still have about 30 packs of that for that oh, gentleman good. if he wants to. Okay. To, uh, there you go, up. James. I think he well, he wants to. Right for next year, but. Yeah, you know, yeah. The same seed next year. So. Oh, yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll hold. So that's good. That's a green velvet type, but they're on a smaller plant. And uh, and what I've, what I've heard is you can allow it to get a little bit bigger before it gets. Um, it's tough. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah, good tough. So it might even work out better for them. Yeah. It, well, what's nice about it is a smaller plant than green velvet. Green velvet, I've seen 10 or 12 feet tall, and Oscar got about I got about uh, six or six or seven feet tall. I've got a picture of of, of little David uh, standing in the well, He's going to make both of them look big. <laughs> I had to use David so I could get him in the picture. You know, at the top of the okra and David in the in the. Uh, but uh, he he, in fact, the seed you have, uh, they grew at the children's garden, and uh, saved the seed. Again, again, that you have to save the seed the entire growing season, uh, and for, for it to ripen and things like that. So, so it's it's kind of a headache, and it's a headache to get out of the seed pod. You know, when you sh- you have to shell the seed out of the seed pod, 
And uh, so it, it it took me several years when I, I used to distribute it all over the hill country and wherever I was giving garden talks uh, with the idea that people would bring me seed back uh, the following year, uh, you know, not eat it all. Well, 98% of the people would eat it all and then come come to the meeting the next next year not to hear hear the same garden talk but also to to get the get the okra and uh that still holds true the, today uh I, I took some over to uh Nacogdoches I was giving a talk over there for Greg Grant and uh took some Oscar okra seed over there and uh uh sure enough about about a month ago a month or two ago i got a note from from greg from one of one of the people that attended that meeting loved the okra and wanted to get some more you know didn't save the seed so people people i got I get and and i i, I say home gardeners do that but Dr. Larry Stein was going to grow me some seeds sometime, and he ate it. They ate it all before they uh, saved some, some seed as well. So it, it, it's a good okra. It's a good eating okra. And uh, like you said, it would be probably good for pickling. But uh, uh, Oscar Hahn out of New Braunfels was the one that originally saved the seed so I could distribute it. I used to distribute it as pods, pods, just just uh, rather than shell, going to all the trouble to shell it out. I would just give everybody a pod, and that, that had a numerous amount of seed in there. And uh, packaged by God, I used to say. <laughs> but uh, then I had to explain to people not they had to shell it out of the Oh, they the couldn't pod. just plant the pod. Couldn't plant the pod. And everybody would laugh. Oh, we know better than that. I said, the hell you do. <laughs> Half of you <laughs> nice. would be asking me which end of the pod goes up and which end That's of the pod goes up. I would have asked that. I know. <laughs> I would have been there with them. So I had to tell them to shell it out. Um Speaking of, speaking of things to do at this time of the year and and overseeding wildflower, you still got time to uh, to sow Bermuda grass seed and uh, to get it established before the extremely cold weather gets in here. So uh, and because uh, do they have any idea when we're going to get more sod in? Is it going to be two weeks or a month or something? We get, we've been getting sod. Oh, good. Oh. We, get, we got sod six days later. From Bay City? Yes, sir. Hmm. How in the hell did that happen? All subsided and then dried out enough for them to cut. Wow. Yeah, it is a okay, while. that is good news. I, I was all doom and gloom that we were going to be out of sod for the ideal sod planting time <laughs> for South Central Texas, but uh, that that is good news. Uh, it, it's saying it's all the kind, all kinds of sod. Uh, all the ones that we were able to get before oh. the rain, we can get after the rain. Okay, so, that's great. Like two different zoysias, two or three Bermudas. Okay, then the, all four St. Augustine. That kind of blows my idea. If if you're moving into a new house or something, 
and you uh, then need to need to either solid set it. A lot of people. Do you do you do they have is the is the homeowners insurance? Let me tell you, what am I trying to think of? Do they do they say that the before they can sell the house, that it has to be sawed? The front yard has to be sodded? on a new home. On a new home, right? That's they, what I mean. They have to have a certain amount of soil in the front, and yeah, grass before they'll actually give them the permit to sell. That, yeah, that's what I thought. They don't have to do anything to the backyard, though. So I wonder if you could if you could sow Bermuda on the front yard. And that would would uh, substitute for sod. Well, they all want to sell these houses quickly, so they're they're going to put sod right on there. Yeah, so mi- minimal cost, yeah. And, and it's already you know, one day they can turn around and get their permit to sell. Oh yeah, okay. No, well, I'm I'm that that makes my day uh, that y'all can get sod again. So, uh, but if you if you got an area, a uh, sunny area. That uh, barren and uh, grass died out, and uh, you want to plant some Bermuda grass. Uh, get, uh, go ahead and get that in pretty quick. Pretty quick, yeah. Quickly, we got the good information on uh, on how to how to how to uh, sow Bermuda grass. And I get I get do you still sell uh, Bermuda grass the hybrid Bermuda grass seed or I, I do but they're changing it up so we, when you look in in what's in the the thing it says it's Sahara uh, Bermuda okay but the package doesn't say it real big anymore oh mm. okay but it's still Sahara Bermuda most of it yeah there's a, there's a little bit in there that's that's a, that's a hybrid Bermuda that Bermuda seed that you, that you can use. But the most important thing is uh, you need to do it soon, and you need to you need to keep the seed uh, continuously moist for about ten days or so until the seeds sprout. Then back off the water. So uh, let's see. I, can, can't you get a exemption, special exemption from soil? On certain things, but I don't think that one's going to cut. That's not going to make it. That's not going to make it. We're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 308-8867-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Now, you can come on by Mill Burgers, ask your gardening question in person to Dr. Jerry Parsons, to Trace Hazlett and I, but uh, you can also call us 308-8867. More of Mill Burgers Gardening South Texas. This is coming right up on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Breaking news, stimulating talk. This is 9.30 a.m., The Answer. KLUP, Terrell Hills, San Antonio. We're back with Milberger's Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. 
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Glick, along with uh, Dr. Jerry Parsons and Trace Hazlett, sitting here at Millburgers on the porch on a beautiful Sunday afternoon, talking gardening with you. It just calls at 308-8867, 308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. We talked a little bit yesterday, and... Uh, touched on it uh, last week about um, pruning the roses cutting 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 the uh, dead wood mm-hmm. and the crossing branches and the uh, old old wood out of the uh, roses especially I, I, I got to thinking I, I, we're not talking about we're not talking about climbing roses you know oh, that's right you don't yeah necessary to cut, cut cut those back at this time you, you can. But uh, they're probably not going to bloom much this fall. They bloom mainly in the spring uh, after the, after the other roses bloom. But um, it's time to uh, your your annual plants that you might have uh, around that have gotten long and leggy. Uh, I, I know uh, begonias are my favorite ones to cut back and, and get, make. Basically, you basically cut them back a third, uh, so so that they'll re-sprout and branch out from below there and make a fuller plant. And you'll normally see where the where the begonia is actually trying to do it itself. So you right, right, yeah, right, right above one of those nodes mm. where it's already branching back out again. And. Uh, and that'll take a. Also, sometimes uh, it's not a bad idea to cut back a uh, uh, vinca, a periwinkle, especially if you've had you plant them early in the spring and they've gotten extremely big and long and leggy and falling over and everything else. So you can cut them back at this time of the year, fertilize them a little bit, and they'll. Uh, They'll go ahead and uh, bush out and and be really be attractive for the fall. I think I think uh, vinca periwinkle uh, uh, are very attractive around ha- around Halloween time. You know they go well with pumpkins and sure. and things like that. So and and they bloom. They really bloom well in in the fall. I. Uh, we got a question about uh, chili patines the other day, hmm. and uh, that's the chili patine plant is is a is a long-lived plant, a, a perennial almost. Uh, and I I had some I kept in the greenhouse. We we carried over in the greenhouse some of the Parsons potent. Patine. Penguins. Yeah, the penguins. Some of the penguins. Put took the took them in, kept them in the greenhouse. And the other day, they they set a lot of fruit this summer, but they they all the the top of the plant has uh, has almost uh, well it it died out. I mean, it it stopped setting fruit, and and the top of the plant died down. I mean, it didn't die. It still had a few leaves on it. But then I, I was looking at the base of the patine, and it's sending up new sprouts. Lots of just multiple new sprouts. Well, that, that one in that brown pot right over there is doing exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And so I cut it off at the ground, 
and uh, let the new spry, let the uh, fertilize it a little bit, and uh, and the new sprouts are coming up in a container. Oh, that look that girl, that little girl is getting her uh, wants to get her uh, citrus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she got rejected. That's sad. No. That's all to be against the law. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's it's my late to plant patines from seed. Uh, and at one time we have sold we sold transplants of those out here, but I don't think we got any now. No, we don't have any. Here. But we do have a, we do have a, a a couple in containers. In containers, just yeah. uh, not your not your flavor, <laughs> but plenty hot enough. Plenty hot enough. Uh, but uh, this is this is the time of the year to cut back uh, plants. Uh, so, uh, I was thinking about it, uh, and that, that'll stimulate more bloom for the fall if you cut them back at this time of the year. Uh, and speaking of cutting back, uh, we got a question about uh, my pruning Prada Barbados. Uh, after the bloom falls, should the should the branch it was on be pruned? And uh, the answer to that was when all the blooms have fallen off the bloom spike or are set seed. Uh, you can cut it back to to the main branch from which it came. Uh, now, I, I'm the the jury, jury jury in my mind is still out on Pride of Barbados as far as does that stimulate new growth in the fall. Uh, and the reason reason that it, it doesn't stimulate new growth in the fall as as rapidly as it does uh, as does on some other plant. Is because that's a heat-loving plant. You, if you th- think about it, it only comes in the nurseries in uh, June. No, it really June, uh, July, August. Ju- June, yeah, throughout August. And uh, the hotter it gets, the better it grows and blooms. Well, uh, if you're you're setting seed pod now, and uh, if you cut it back now. Which you you might as well cut it back. You don't have to, but if you cut if you cut it back now, we have we're we're uh, asking it to grow and flower in cooler temperatures, especially the cool nighttime temperatures. Even though the temperature are supposed to warm up into the 90s, uh, but the nighttime temperatures are pretty staying pretty steady in the in the 70s. So, which is great for tomatoes uh, and fruit setting uh, plants, but uh, not not that good for uh, uh, tropical plants like uh, Prada Barbado. We got a question in from, uh, and I don't know how to answer. Well, I'll give the number real quick: 308-8867, 308-8867. From Ayuka, California. I mean Arizona. Arizona. Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. H U A. Yeah, I know I'm mispronouncing it. Uh, but anyway, from Arizona, and a guy said, uh, "Could you tell me if the tell me what the lifespan of a Prada Barbados is?" Uh, 
He said, the yellow species grows wild on my property. Young ones are fine, but a, an older one died this year. Wondering if their lifespan might be, I was wondering what their lifespan might be. Too cold here for the red variety. I didn't realize that. Hmm. Well, it's too cold here for the red variety. Well, yeah, most of the time. You you talking about Prada Barbados? Yeah, the, the red one that grows in a tree in Mexico? Oh, 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 yeah. That's what he's referring to. I'm talking about Prada Barbados. Well, it's just, it's same same family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they call it flambeau. Tree. Yeah, but I, for the last couple of years, I prior, a lot of our Prada Barbados have come back from the... From the Main, in oh, other yeah. words, it's, yeah. it's over winter. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what the lifespan of, of Prada Barbados is. Well, I would think if you allow it to go to seed, the seed's going to keep dropping, and regardless, you're going to should continue to have a plant there. Yeah, yeah. One way or another. That's true. It's, it's uh, four thousand four hundred feet is the elevation. Does that affect the temperature? Oh, the elevation always affects temperature. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, currently, it's uh, let's see, it's eighty-five degrees there right now. Thirty-four percent humidity. <laughs> Just letting you know. Sound pretty good. But I like here. Average hotel room is about one hundred and twenty-two dollars. Wait a minute. <laughs> it was incorporated. <laughs> no. In Nineteen fifty-eight. That's enough. Man. Population of seventeen hundred people. It doesn't say anything about Prada Barbados. It does not. <laughs> well, there you go. But uh, I would think if it if it doesn't freeze. It has to freeze. Yeah, it has to freeze. Anyway, getting on to the next question we got was, uh, have a mandevilla vine. And my, my, I've got a neighbor that's got a mandevilla vi- vine, and she's doing a wonderful job of growing that thing because, I mean, she's got all the blooms at the top, and it's just... Uh, she must work on it every day, putting it back and and uh, and put it on that trailer. But anyway, she had a, this person had a one in a container on the patio, and the leaves started turning yellow. And I checked the water level and kept keep the water keep the soil moist. Plants get afternoon sun. It did great year great last year and bloomed into a frost. What am I doing wrong? Uh, Forrest answers that it will naturally have some leaves turn yellow and drop off. However, since I'm sure you've had it, have had to water it frequently, it may need to be fertilized. That's a good point. I recommend that you use a slow-release fertilizer in the amount recommended on the label for the size of the container you are using. Uh, it will release some fertilizer each time you water each water you plant, and you will need to replenish about every 30 days. So I guess he's not going for that copious amount. I think I think this is a slap in the face to my copious amount. I think you're right. Well, he said follow the label, though. It's, that's always a good thing, in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't have copious amounts on there. Well, we could write it on there for, for uh, Yeah, just write it on my one. <laughs> But anyway, uh, also, also you for a quick green up, you could use some water soluble fertilizers uh, every time you water the plant, like uh, uh, Miracle Grow, Rapid Grow, Has to Grow, Wish It Would Grow. It's Maybe not sound it like David grow. now, but just FYI, Rapid Grow hasn't existed in about twenty years. 
<laughs> and what? What? Rapid Grow hasn't existed in oh, oh, Maybe more than man. that. Bummer. Wow. There it goes. Messing up my vocabulary. Yeah. You've been saying that for 20 years. I know it. <laughs> All right. 308-8867. 308-8867. going to give you the phone number for the nursery here because we're going to talk about the plant of the weekend in just a second. Uh, it's 497 3760-497-3760. That's the number to call uh, for the nursery. And uh, we're going to tell you about our plant of the weekend. And I'm going to encourage you, if you've got your cell phone with you, to go ahead and uh, look it up online. And then if you want one, uh, call 497-3760 or just come by the nursery. And while you're calling over here, guess what you can get them to send you? What? Free of charge. Oh, the newsletter? The newsletter. Yeah, that's a good idea. There you go. While they're calling in. 497-3760. Trace, you want to talk about the plant of the weekend? Sure. It's uh, Lobelia cardinalis, uh, also known as cardinal flower. Uh, Beautiful structure, um, flat stems, red blooms. And it's a perennial that can grow anywhere between one and six feet, depending on the, the winter and cutting it back or not cutting it back. And uh, what I like about it is it says it's very shade-forgiving. So there's not a whole lot of things that can grow in the shade with real bright colors. Yeah. Most things are blues and purples. Uh, and up until now, I figured fire spike was the only real red one. Now, you compared so it to fire spike yesterday is, uh, with the blooms. This is going to fit that bill. It's also a good hummingbird, just like the fire mm-hmm. spike. And uh, I think it would be a great perennial to, to add to a semi-shaded garden. Six ninety nine. Yeah, six ninety nine, and it is pretty. Look it up online if you uh, if you uh, want to see what it looks like, and it really is very pretty. What did you uh, look at on a cardinal plant? Or? Uh, no, I looked under the I, name. I gave the spelling. Yeah, let me look under cardinal plant and see if it comes up. You want to know anything about the city in Arizona anymore? No. Okay, I'll get rid of that. A little Google is a dangerous thing. <laughs> <laughs> But in, in that red flower, it's it's a brilliant red flower color. I'm looking at a cardinal plant, and yeah, there it is. Wow, I mean, it just yeah. So look at there it is. You see the yep, that's yeah. it. Um, so take a look at it for and then uh, call four nine seven three seven six zero to uh, to uh, get you one. They'll have them hold it until you get here, whether that's today, tomorrow, or even uh, Tuesday. Four nine seven three seven six zero. It's going to be a perennial, right? That's what it says. Also, a wildflower. Yeah, yeah, wildflower. Yeah. It says perennial as well. Yeah. So, I, I know uh, John Thomas of Wild Seed Farm. They've had some in their planting demonstration beds out there, and they may even sell seed of it. Oh wow! But uh, it takes a it takes it's a sporadic grower. Uh, the seed is. In other words, they have trouble getting a good stand out of it. Let's take a break. While we do, give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Trace Hazlett. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. It's 
Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Verde Road. Thanks to everybody that came out and saw David Rodriguez in his Earthkind seminar today on fall vegetable gardening. If you didn't make it out, there's all kinds of things happening at Millburgers, and I want to tell you the place to go is millburgernursery.com. There you'll find a calendar of all the events, whether it's something that's happening maybe for Halloween, maybe it's a blood drive that's coming up, or maybe it's a children's gardening class. Millburgernursery.com will tell you all about it. Millburgernursery.com is the place to go to to find out what's on sale. For instance, you'd see that garden mums are on sale right now in the six-inch pot for just $3.99. And marimums are on sale. These large flowered marigolds bloom three times longer than chrysanthemums and are easy to grow. And now in the six-inch pot, just $3.98. You'll save on Meyer lemon and Mexican lime, Mexican heather and blue plumbago this week at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard. Here's what I know about my listeners in San Antonio and the Hill Country. This is Larry Elder. You are intelligent. You do your research, and you hate leaving money on the table. If you're thinking about selling your home in this hot market, I'm about to help you keep thousands of dollars in your pocket. Call Sergio Martinez with Help You Sell. Help You Sell is the home of the low-set fee program, as Sergio has done away with the usual 6% hit, no matter what your house is on the market for. And tell me, why is that fair? Why does a $500,000 homeowner pay $18,000 more in commission than a $200,000 home. Did the realtor do $18,000 more in service? I doubt it. With Sergio Martinez and Help You Sell, you'll get Sergio's 20-plus years of professional experience as Help You Sell will save you thousands and retain more of your equity. It starts with your free home evaluation and market analysis when you call Sergio Martinez with Help You Sell. Here's the number. It's 210-693-0305. That's 210-693-0305. Online at hushillcountry.com for help you sell. Are you an answer seeker? Join the club today. Find the link to join at the top of the page at 930amtheanswer.com. When you join, you'll also be part of the birthday club. Make sure to tell us your birthday so we can celebrate your special day with a free gift basket waiting for you at Southwest Exteriors and an oil change from Belden Automotive. Join the club today at 930amtheanswer.com. Sponsored by Belden Automotive and Tires and Southwest Exteriors. Here's the phrase of the day, opportunity cost. Opportunity cost is when you missed out on something great because you chose something mediocre. Hi, Larry Elder here. The stock market is up, but you've been in cash because somebody told you it was going to crash. Stop listening to doomsayers. They may be costing you thousands of dollars of potential growth on your money. Call Pax Financial Group, a local advisory firm, at 210-881-5700 to help ease you back into investing. PaxFinancialGroup.com, 210-881-5700. Investment advisory services are offered through Pax Financial Group. Hi, this is Rhonda Bone of Rhonda's Nature's Way with two locations to serve you. Most of us have some unwanted fat we want to get rid of. Try Sigform HCG, a homeopathic fat release system. It displays no known adverse side effects, targets the abnormal fat deposits that we don't want for well-needed energy. Increase blood flow for fat burning with a healthy lifestyle plan and no dips in your sugar levels. Come in and get your information on Sigform HCG at Rhonda's Nature's Way, two locations. 624 Southwest Military Drive at Shopper City Mall. Call 210-924-6922 and 8059 Callahan at the Grandview Shopping Center at the corner of I-10 West and Callahan. 210-344-1482. Rhonda's Nature's Way with two locations. 
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number is 308-8867, and we're broadcasting live like we do every weekend from Millburgers Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. A nice lady came by, and she'd heard us talking about the lobelia, so she picked up a couple. So there's a couple left. Uh, there are a couple less and a couple left, both, on this one. Yes. So uh, if you want that plan of the weekend, if you've looked it up and... Uh, uh, she took the one that was on the radio, you know, the one that was uh, Trace was looking at one. Yep, the famous but, one. Yeah, the famous one, but uh, there's still plenty left. All right, 308-8867. What else you got there? We got a uh, question that it is safe to use cedar sawdust and chips in the garden for mulch, especially if we intend to go organic. Forest answers them. Uh, these are fine for mulch on top of the soil, and that's what, what we, especially with sawdust. However, if you incorporate them into the soil without allowing them to compost, rot, beforehand, you will need to add some supplemental high nitrogen fertilizer into the soil at the same time to compensate for the nitrogen required to com- complete the decomposition process good good answer for it. where where else does that take place so we we had in our front yard a tree that died okay and so the the root was you know just left in the ground right and of course it's decomposing right and everything that we planted and even the grass above it just kind of seemed to be eh. and yeah. so is that because of that same nitrogen issue it could be okay uh, actually, I've seen it where you get a beautiful green, and then it, as things start to decompose, and then oh. it, it subsides after that. That's interesting. Is that the same? Is that the nitrogen issue? Uh, well, the subsiding part, I'm sure, is okay. So, is there are there any other things that you can think of about whether that would occur where you might not know it? Like, one was it something died, two something like the uh, the incorporating the sawdust or stuff right. into the into the, the soil. Anything else that could cause that? No. Okay. I didn't think so. 308 You can fertilize it. Yeah, that's what, I'll, and that's what we'll do. Pick up the... So when are we getting the uh, winterizer fertilizer in? Speaking of fertilizer. Got it. Oh, good. You already got it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we are in the process of uh, changing labels. We're, same fertilizer, but we're going to have uh, a full-blown Millburgers bag. All right. All right. We'll talk when it actually shows up. I'll, I'll bring one. Okay. Cool. But, okay. But we do have we do have it in. Okay. Good. Because that's good for gardens too. Sure. And, you bet. Uh, and we'll, fast release fertilizer. And we'll still carry the nineteen five nine for the for the uh, cold weather crops. And, there you go. And uh, trees and shrubs that you when you're recommending. And in the Millburger bag. It's Millburger bag, and eventually that will be also in a permanent Millburger bag. So no more generic. Oh, okay. Okay. Good. Okay. <laughs> the uh, We got a question in very similar to what we talked about, uh, I see, was it last week? Uh, I think it was last week. Uh, somebody wrote in and said, we pl- we planted a, a bed with Dallas red lantanas in early spring, March, of, of, I think, of this year. Uh, one of the medians in our neighborhood. They planted one of the medians in the neighborhood. 
They have done extremely well, but today I noticed something unusual. The west side of the bed is loaded with bloom, but there are none on the east side of the bed. Could this be from the hot afternoon sun, or what else could cause this? In other words, she's saying where the sun is the hottest, uh, they got blooms, and on the east side, where I guess it gets shade in the afternoon, uh, there are none. That's kind of backward from what what you'd be thinking of if it was the uh, sun causing the problem. Uh, Far she hit this one right on the nail. Said you should closely inspect the planting to see if you have an infestation of lace bugs. Oh wow! They're quite small, and have uh, transparent wings. Uh, they will be on the back side of the leaves, along with many tiny black deposits, which is acrimut. Shame on you, Forrest. Acrimut that they leave behind. They've been pooping on the box of the leaves. Oh, those bugs. Those damn bugs. Uh, a severe infestation will cause many of the leaves to be mottled with white specks on the upper surface where these sucking insects have taken all of the chlorophyll out. Uh, this is the most most uh, likely reason the plants are not blooming. They can be controlled with uh, acephate or some type of uh, insecticide, uh, such as uh, our <laughs> a middle of corporate drench would probably yeah. be the best one. Yeah. So some of the leaves. <laughs> Some of the other less legal, lethal, lethal insecticide. Well, why would you want to use a less lethal insecticide? I mean, you want to use lethal insecticide. So this that is from the, kill from the, the bugs, inorganic right? square table. Uh, such as neem oil, spinosad, and such. If you want, if you don't want to do a good job and use a less lethal insecticide, you can use those. But anyway, uh, your acephate or orthe, what did you say? Uh, uh, corporate is the newest one that you can uh, actually use as a drench. Use it as a drench. Uh, uh, can you, you can use it as a spray, too, can you? You bet. Okay. So sp- put it on to run off, and you'll have a drench and spray as well, and that'll get take care of the lace bugs. I actually saw this in front of the Red Robin restaurant over there off of uh, on, uh, on the northwest side of San Antonio where where the the top was blooming and didn't have any lace bugs in the bottom where lace bugs were apparent or, or apparent that they were on the leaves uh no blooms at all. Huh. So they must secrete a toxin or something that, that causes those things to quit blooming like well, that. Well, they they go to the bloom and suck there, too. And the bloom oh, will turn little black suckers. and fall over. <laughs> <laughs> little suckers. <laughs> and, they, and they're also using, they're pooping on the bottom of the leaves. Excrement, as far as that. Yes. I think he's used a more technical term. When is the best time to trim Photinia? My wife says now is the time, uh-oh, the 1st of August in September. And I say January. Oh, Lord. 
Can you help me? I do not want to kill them. Well, you won't kill them any time you prune them. The best time to prune them is the very early spring, just before new growth starts in January and February. Uh, since the red tips are not really happy with our soil, they tend to be chlorotic because lack of iron and also the, the disease that they get. Cutting them now will just encourage the new growth, which will more likely be chlorotic. That's a good answer. Forrest does good work. Forrest is very good. He does good work. Hey, oh, are you going to another one or are you go, finishing that uh, one? Go ahead. Okay, we got Hank on the line at 308 8867. Hi, Hank. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Good. How are y'all? Uh, Good. What's I have a going question on? about how to get rid of ground dwelling bees. Okay. You, you mean hornets? No, they're uh, little bees and they come out of a hole in the ground. Yeah, that's hornets. No, they don't look like hornets. They sting like hornets, I guarantee you. Have you been stung? Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. How do we get rid of them? I see like a little hole, a little smaller than a 50-cent piece. Right. Is that the entrance to their den or whatever, their colony? Right, right. What do we pour down that hole? Diesel? No, I I, th- I think since you worried about them stinging you, uh, I've I've just you, we've had those out at uh, my son-in-law's and daughter's place, and uh, they stung my grandkid, and to this day he's still scared of all insects, mm-hmm. especially flying insects. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> uh, those those they bad. hurt they hurt. And, uh, and they're fast, too. Well, yeah, well, are they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they can sting multiple times, unlike yeah. a honeybee. Yeah. And, and it hurts. Man, I mean, it hurts for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. don't even think, I, I don't even think, they sting so deep, I don't even think my uh, Preparation H, uh, <laughs> even though that's what, that's what we put on the bee stings. On, on the bee stings. Uh, and and that's, probably, that's probably as good as anything to put on. But Bless you. Uh, what, what, what we I never, what, had, ne- yeah, never had them in the landscape before. And yeah. I was trimming along a fence line where I had some some weedy grass. And, boy, they came up out of nowhere. Yeah. I would I would spray that hole with uh, a wasp and... Uh, well, wasp and, spray. Wasp, wasp and hornet. Wasp and hornet spray. There you go. Will that get all of them? Yeah. Just, well. just spray, spray the entrance with that wasp and hornet spray. And you, you can, you know, it shoots uh, 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 quite a distance. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about getting stung. Get one that foams. Yeah. Now, one. That, yeah, some of them foam. And now should it be a certain time of day? Better than another time of day? What time of day is good? Evening, morning? Does it make a difference? I do it in the evening. Okay. Late evening. Okay. Because okay. they, they should all be home then. Do what? They should all be at home then. Yeah, they should all be at home then. Okay. supper. You might have to make a, a couple of applications, but those are, those, are big, those are big cans, and they have a lot of... So that it kill them better than drenching the hole with uh, diesel? 
Well, you quit it. They're going to come and get you with that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you have to get too close to them that way. But uh, you could you could drench the hole with if you're gonna drench it you, instead of diesel you'd use something like orthane, acetate, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, that 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 take care of them. But uh, okay. like I said, once you've been stung by those things, you don't want to get that close again. To them. What do you what do you think about that acetate powder? Yeah, that would work. You put that acetate powder down in that hole, probably do just uh-huh. as good. Yeah, the fire fire killer. Oh, okay. Okay, well, I guess those, those are, I've looked those up before. I, I call I call them hornets, but uh, actually, small, actually, actually, they're paper wasps. Hmm. Is that what they are? Yeah, paper I, wasps? I, yeah, yellow jackets. Uh-huh. You know, you know I, I, growing up in Tennessee, we used to have yellow jackets that would build a big nest in the, well, the ones you see on the, I always thought I thought of them as yellow jackets, mm-hmm. the ones you see on the eaves of the house, and yeah. that uh, Malcolm Beck always talked about not not uh, getting rid of the yellow jackets because they get rid of the webworms and things like that. Yeah, so, these weren't so, very big. They yeah, really yeah, big. but the, these are these, but these are, I think botanically, uh, I, I think they they're classified as yellow jackets. Hmm. And they're they're a paper wasp, and if uh-huh. if you were if you were to dig them out or, or just get a, get up to where their nest is, they have a it looks like an underground wasp nest. Okay. And and they they like to get between and around uh, timbers, cross uh-huh. timbers. Uh huh. Because that makes a perfect place for them to, uh, I guess. Hollow out an area and, and build them a little home. In and there. they and they can actually make this perfectly round hole in the soil. Absolutely. Well, that's going yeah, in nasty. and out. Yeah, they they're go, nasty. going in and out, and there's there's a lot of them down there. Do they fester at certain times of the year? So I've never run across these before. No. Uh, yeah. They, is it peculiar for them to to? be around at certain times of the year no they, they'll uh of course their population dec- declines over the winter mm-hmm. but uh by mid like i said the uh, only time i've ever dealt with them is is around cross ties mm-hmm. where they where they build in between cross ties and the but, um, uh, and i found one nest right close to a sprinkler head in the yard Oh, is that right? Yeah, right close to the sprinkler head at the at the foundation of the house. Okay. From the one that I stirred up at the fence when I was trimming. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. you should get some of that wasp and hornet spray and, okay. uh, and spray it in, spray it in the hole, and and uh, wait fast. wait about uh, a week or two, and uh, go back and, and see if they're still working. See if they're uh-huh. still there, and if they are, give them another shot. Uh, okay. Hank? Well, thank thanks, you Hank. Much. Okay. I bet you. Good luck to you. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, that'll free up a line at 308 8867. 308 8867, where Scrubby is on the line. Hey, Scrubby, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing as good as y'all are, I bet. Uh, 
My question today would be uh, about spider mites. I had spider mites Uh-oh. pretty bad on several things, and uh, I bought uh, several preparations uh, to, uh, you know, knock them out with or discourage them. And uh, and never really did any good. So my question is, uh, could you isolate the, uh, you know, if they were in a two-gallon pot and you could put a box around it and insulate it, and uh, could you uh, uh, put some kind of gas in there to kill them and not hurt the plant? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you, you know, there's a lot of gases around. You know, you can get propane, natural gas, and... Will you uh, quit carbon, it? Carbon dioxide. No, really. Or you could pull a vacuum on the box. I'm asking seriously, can I do something to get rid of these scallywags? What are they what what plants are they on? Well, just any plant. I'm talking about the bug, say tomato. Yeah. Well, uh, we we really haven't found any any uh, when they get on our plants like uh uh, angel trumpets and things like that. When they when they get thick on that, what we do is strip all the leaves off, and then spray okay. with a, a spray with a insecticide, uh, uh, maybe malathion would be good, uh, or neem oil or something like that. The 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 main the main stems. But what we do is strip all the leaves off. Now you can't do that on a tomato, but on a woody plant, you can do that, and that pretty well. I think and get get the population out of the greenhouse, or get them out of the get get them away from the main plant, and you start over with a zero population. At this time of the year, because they they multiply every three days when the temperature is over ninety degrees, or in the low nineties. But uh, the, since the nighttime temperatures have cooled down, I imagine they're in that fall season where they, they don't, don't multiply, but every every 15 to 20 days, well, I mean, I double that, double that population. I think mine left on their own. I hadn't seen a one in uh, oh about a month. Oh, but, good. Uh, but I I run I run some plants by doubling up on uh, spinosad. And, uh, you know, they just, you know, use it like a hot tub and come on back. So, yeah. No, serious. I'm serious about this, uh, you know, putting isolating one just to trap. You couldn't kill them scamps without hurting the plant. I don't think that's, I don't think that's going to work. I I mean, I'm I'm not so worried about hurting the plant. I'm worried about controlling the spider mite. Because, like I said, we've, they are. They are. Keep in mind, they are a mite. They are not an insect. They are. They are a mite. And you used to have a product called Kelthane. Uh, Kelthane, and uh, that would. Uh, that was a specific miticide. But right now, there are no miticide sprays on the market now i don't think the rose have for the homeowner there's not really anything but there are some that if you have a commercial license oh well yeah that's what i'm talking about a homeowner uh the does rose defense uh, they have that has nemo that's just neem and pyrethrin yeah and it doesn't exist anymore yeah well look do we have time uh, for another short question sure Sure. go ahead i'm i'm sorry well, I got a little, I got a little spot out here that I'm <clears throat> planting stuff in, and um, 
It's about 12 by 20. And uh, I think I talked to you all a few months back about my about the uh, aphids uh, keeping my okra from blooming. And, uh, right. And, uh, you know, I can't grow broccoli. I, there's all kind of things I can't grow in that spot because of these these uh, aphids. And uh, I'm wondering if, uh, you know, could I solarize that or, you know, uh, dynamite it? Or well, that had start over. Yeah, the, the aphids have nothing to do with the... Uh, with, uh, okra not not blooming and things like that i'm betting that your okra is not blooming because of the fire ants that are feeding on the aphids you understand you know do you see ants going up up and down working on the aphids uh jerry you don't remember that i'm the guy that called in in defense of fire ants yeah but any i don't I don't. I, I do see a few out there, but do you think they're farming aphids on my uh, on my? No, no. They're they're feeding off. They're feeding off the the honeydew of the aphids, and they're in the meantime they're also feeding feeding on the blooms of your okra, and that oh, yeah. that throws okay. that throws okra out of out of production, and it's not the aphids that do that. The aphids are mal- cause it to be malformed a little bit, but uh, they don't they don't cause it not to set okra. Only fire ants can do that. Well, yeah, I guess uh, that's what I thought it was the uh, aphids because I saw them when I saw the bloom was all knotting up, you know, and it was full of aphids. Right. First. It was yeah. Full of, uh, right. I think your term was one. Rectrumen, there you go. <laughs> I guess term was poop. Word of the day. Hey, look, yeah, it is the word of the day. Five times today. I, I appreciate taking up your time. Yo, okay, I, I tr- try some, uh, on the, if you're trying to get rid of the aphids, uh, try some of that spinosad. Spinosad right. or, neem, or neem oil. Okay, for the put, mic, it on the for the put it on the soil or on the plant? No, you just spray the spray the aphids. And for the mites, try try something that has uh, a watered-down version of sulfur, too, because sulfur can act as a, not just as an insecticide, but can act as a deterrent. Really? All right, well, like you we, guys behave or you need to be careful. Huh? Okay. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Thanks, Grubby. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 308-8867-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Trace Hazlett of Millburgers. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. Thanks to everybody that came out and saw David Rodriguez in his EarthKind seminar today on fall vegetable gardening. If you didn't make it out, there's all kinds of things happening at Millburgers, and I want to tell you the place to go is millburgernursery.com. There you'll find a calendar of all the events, whether it's something that's happening maybe for Halloween, maybe it's a blood drive that's coming up, or maybe it's a children's gardening class. Millburgernursery.com will tell you all 
all about it. MillburgerNursery.com is the place to go to to find out what's on sale. For instance, you'd see that garden mums are on sale right now in the six-inch pot for just three ninety-nine, and marimums are on sale. These large flowered marigolds bloom three times longer than chrysanthemums and are easy to grow. And now in the six-inch pot, just three ninety-eight. You'll save on Meyer lemon and Mexican lime, Mexican heather, and blue plumbago this week at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, sixteen oh four on Boulevardy Road. All right, so you hear it, and there is nothing worse than being a Steeler fan and owing the IRS money. My dear friends in San Antonio, you do not have to face this problem alone. Tony Ramos is the San Antonio tax debt relief attorney. If the IRS is getting ready to take money out of your paycheck, call Tony Ramos. If your bank account is frozen, call Tony Ramos. Don't wait for the IRS to call you. Call San Antonio Tax Debt Relief Attorney Tony Ramos, 210-558-2834, TonyRamosLaw.com. One of the Ten Commandments says to honor your father and mother. And right now, I'd like to honor my father. He fought our country's battles as part of the greatest generation in World War II. He was brave, strong, and independent, and he retired right here in San Antonio, where for the last few years of his life, he fought his final battle called Alzheimer's. I'm so proud of my father. My name is Greg Perkins, and after my own service to our country and in honor of my father, I started a company called In-Home Senior Care right here in Military City, USA. Since 1999, we have been providing the peace of mind that gives the honor and dignity your parents deserve by helping them remain in the home of their memories and assisting them with day-to-day activities like meal preparation, bathing assistance, housekeeping, transportation, and companionship. Call now and in-home senior care can have a care specialist in your home today. Call 210-256-CARE. That's 256-CARE or online at inhomeseniorcare.com. In-home Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation, and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, You're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomLineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottom Line Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. We're going to go back to those phone lines now at 308-8867, 308-8867, where Van is on the line. Van, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, sir. 
Uh, I have a question about the um, the Philadelphian. I don't know if I'm saying this right. Orchid, the one you see all the time in gift shops and and everywhere. Uh, uh, Phalaenopsis. Phalaenopsis. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Uh, now, are they only grown in plastic containers that you can see through? And also, do they have to have that bark as mulch? Uh, the the uh, the old system used to grow those in the fir bark, F-I-R, uh, like oh. fir tree, fir uh-huh. bark. Uh, I think they may be using some different kinds of barks now. But uh, what? Why are you asking? I mean, they're growing in the in the pla- in the containers like that now. Is it always the uh, clear plastic containers? Yes, ma'am. Always. Okay. Well, <laughs> nowadays it is. You know, the commercial market uh, is. Uh huh. Okay. And- back in the back in the old days, they used to use. Uh, uh, clay pots. Uh-huh. So, well, the, 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 I mean, the orchid doesn't have to be in a plastic container to grow. We uh-huh. didn't talk about Phalaenopsis orchids. Oh, they're orchid. much better not in plastic. They're better off in clay or something that has uh, holes that, and things that in the breathe. side. Now, we, we carry uh, ceramic uh, orchid pots that are actually quite decorative that have the the uh, air-breathing holes, because they want to put those roots out. It doesn't normally grow on the ground. It grows in the Y of a tree, so it sends out these little arm roots, almost like a philodendron or ficus would yeah. do in the, in the real world. Air roots. Yep. So we carry, we'll carry a few clay ones with extra holes in it and then the ceramic ones. So you can you can get a pretty pot to grow one in. Plastic is generally... I would say most commercial people grow them in the plastic. But, right. right. Uh, but a lot of them will grow it in plastic, and then they'll set it in a clay, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> okay. Now, that clay, does it have more holes than only one in the bottom of the pot? A, a true orchid pot has numerous holes. It so has numerous have, holes. Right. It'll like the clay ones we have have one hole in the in the bottom and they have I think three or four on the side. The ceramic one looks more like a honeycomb where it's it's hundreds of little holes all over the place. Right. Oh. So I y'all see. sell the orchid pots. Right. Okay. I didn't okay. realize that. And we, we do have some now, uh, but we will have a even a greater selection uh, towards mid January. Oh, January. Okay. That's when we'll we'll have the biggest selection. Uh Val, what was your concern about the bark? Well, uh, because the one that I had had the bark in it, and I was just wondering. I mean, that's a commercial, in a commercial container. And, of course, it is grown, so, uh, and they got dumped. So I want to do the right thing since I'm going to (laughs) have to repot it anyway. Well, generally, you stick with the same kind of medium that was in it in the first place, but okay. you can grow one with just about anything. I, I knew a Franciscan monk that used to love to use lava rock. Oh. Because it was porous, and, mm. and he, I guess he just liked the way the way it looked. But bark is the most traditional. Uh, a lot of people use moss, but you're not just limited to that. You've got other options. So y'all yeah. sell... Bark for I, I carry yeah I carry the bark that's got the charcoal and the perlite already okay in it. okay that that'd be the way, best way to go but yeah always well, I when, sure when do possible always stick with the same medium 
I'll you bet you, Val. You, you should always try to stick to the same because that's what it's used to. Okay. And then a philnopsis, you generally repot them every other year. I don't know every if other year. Yep. Okay. Never while, it's, never while it's in bloom. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I appreciate your information and your time. And I hope okay, you, well, thank you have you for a blessed calling. day. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Val. Bye-bye. You too. All right. That'll free up a line at 308-8867. 308-8867. Were you able to help those nice people? Uh I'm sure I did. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't remember not helping them. No, no, no. You walked off. I just figured that well, you. I helped like two or three people. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. Man, you're good. Uh, In that brief you amount of time, you're good. Well, I got to. <laughs> they didn't want to ask that question on the air, huh? No, there's most. I think it was mostly where stuff was. Oh, okay. okay. They were just looking for stuff here at the nursery. All right, three zero eight, eighty eight sixty seven. Still about five minutes left to get your call in. Three zero eight, eighty eight sixty seven, and toll free eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We uh, got a question in. Said I'm starting a raised bed next to the foundation of my house. It gets morning sun and morning shade and afternoon sun, hmm. which is opposite from what ideal is. Uh, what perennials would be good for this area? If it gets full afternoon and evening sun, any of the any of the full sun and full sun partial shade perennials should do okay there. These include lantana, autumn sage, blue plumbago. Dusty Miller, Firebush, Mexican Bush Sage, Mexican Marigold Mint, Rock Rose, Rosemary, a Shrimp Plant, and others. So any any of the uh, full sun plants uh, would have to be used if you've got that uh, afternoon sun buried down. Uh, said... Uh, my another question is uh, my my home is located in Texas Hill Country with lots of shade from live oak trees. I've been told that St. Augustine grass is the best choice when dealing with heavy shade. About the only shade, the only choice. Uh, do you agree or have other suggestions? And far as for, uh, Appleton writes them back, says St. Augustine grass is the most shade-tolerant turf grass that can be grown in this area. However, that does not mean it will grow in deep shade. If the oaks let quite a bit of sunlight down to the ground level, it should be okay. However, you should take also consider that as they continue to grow, the shade will probably get denser, and you'll want to use some shade-tolerant ground covers uh, in the areas of concern, such as Asian jasmine, mondo grass, larape, uh, English ivy, or, and some of the such. You may want to use uh, other alternatives, such as mulch or flagstones. Now, let's see. I, did, didn't didn't we have our ground covers on mm-hmm. sale? Yes, we do. They're not, on this week. Yes, sir. Okay. I thought I saw that. Hey, we got uh, Alicia on the line at three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi, Alicia. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, gentlemen? Good. Good. What's going on? Uh well, we bought, uh, just so you know, we didn't buy these from you. So I want oh. to start out. Okay, my husband. All right. F- full disclosure. He didn't take, he didn't take my advice, 
them to go to you guys. Okay. Thank uh, you. But we bought some. We, we bought some asters, and they were beautiful. They were blooming. And asters. Them, okay. Yeah. And they were going to town. They were doing real good. And they're not even. I think we've had them a week, and they're already dying. And what are they now? Asters. 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 Oh, asters. What color were they? Purple. Okay. So the best aster for our area is a Fricardi aster. It's a bluish. It gets much bigger than the ones that you bought. And pretty much a guaranteed perennial. I mean, it's it's very, very durable. Um, The ones that you purchased, I would call them show and throws. Okay. Um, So it's not unnormal for what you're describing to happen. Although, if you deadhead them regularly, you can keep them going. uh, And they can be perennial. Okay, they they say they're perennial. So how do you deadhead them? So you just uh, bust well, those little brown blossoms off, pr- or what? Those pretty ones? much, yeah. Uh, I mean, I use okay. my fingernails, but uh, you know, sharp, sharp pair of little scissors uh, okay. would do the same. Okay. And you can actually get two or three waves of blooms out of them if you actually if you're doing that, and the plant's still staying healthy. Okay. And like I but said, we want... only had them a we only had them a week. My husband did all the fresh soil, fertilizer, and plant food in there that they need. Unfortunately, right. well, um, bloom, blooms don't last. Individual blooms don't last forever. So you've got to you've got to deadhead them. But try a Fricardi aster. You'll be much happier in the long run. Okay. All righty. I appreciate it. All right. Thank yeah, you. Alicia, thank you much. You take care. Okay, that sound means that we are running out of time. So I want to thank everybody. We have run out of time. We have run out of time. Uh, thanks to Trace for coming in and being a part of the show. We appreciate it. Great job. And uh, we, Calvin, I believe, will be back next week. So uh, be sure to tune in for that. Well, thank Al back at the station doing a great job getting all your calls on the air and making the sound so good. And, of course, Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.